I think um, last, uh, when was it, last Sunday or so, I, 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 I made us to learn some short slogan or something. And I said, I am a city on a hill. Then you go on, I cannot be hidden. Aish. Someone say, Aish. I'm a city on a hill. Oh, the way you are saying that I cannot be hidden. Is that how you want to be hidden? I am a city set on a hill. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to have your seat. I want you to have your seat. Tonight, uh, it's a beautiful day. Wow. And then um, I would like to teach something very powerful. Hello, you're welcome. Have you met before? You've never met before. Amen. Amen. Now, I told you that this year is the year of doing good. Yes. And I'm also going to be doing you good. Yes. And by doing you good, I told you I'm going to teach you many things. That by the end of the year, you too, you will be a man of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And so today, I'm teaching you on something very spectacular and something very interesting. I'm teaching you on the laws of healing. Wow. The laws of healing. In other words, I'm about to show you some laws. The five laws, I call them five laws. Because I outline only five of them. The laws of healing. And today, I'm giving you five of them. Five of the laws of healing, and um, by the time we are done, you would have an idea of the various laws that are enacted to cause healing to come upon a person. Hallelujah. Whether by yourself or whether you are going to pray for someone who is sick, or you are believing healing for your mother, your father, your sister, your uncle, your brother, the laws of healing are just those things that the person needs to know. Amen. And I have two people that I would like us to pay close attention to two stories. But one of them is very important to me and it's my favorite, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And the other one is in the Old Testament. One is in the New Testament while the other is in the Old Testament. Amen. Amen. Now, the one in the Old Testament is about a captain whose name was Naaman. And the Bible says that he was a captain, but he had leprosy. He was a leper. And that was a bat in his life. Second Kings chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5. I want us to read because this message is not a long message. So we can read it. He says, Now Naaman, chief of the army of the king of Aram, was a man of high position with his master. And greatly respected because by him the Lord had given salvation to Aram, but he was a leper. Now what we must get to understand is that sickness is not a respecter of person. Now this is a person that the Lord had used, but he was a sickler. And the sickness he had was that he was a leper. Now, sickness is not disease and infections and, and sickness like COVID-19. It's not a respecter of a man of respect. is <laughs> not a respecter of a man of respect. Because Naaman over here is said to have been a man who was highly respected. But the Bible says that he was a leper. Are you with me? And so we had, most of the time, we have people in church that try to make a fast and make noise. You know, Charlie, we dare. All these things are just... They try to make it look like media, I can't be sick, all those things. But I want you to know that disease and sicknesses are not respecters of persons. Are you with me? 
Are you here with me? Yeah. Now, let's go down to verse 3. And she said unto her master's wife, now this was a maid, and the man said unto his master's wife, if only my Lord will go to the prophet in Samaria, he would make him well. I want you to underline that because we'll talk about that very soon, okay? Are you here with me? Now somebody went and told the, the, the master and um, he went and told the king of Israel and the king of Israel gave a special protocol to go to Elisha. And now, Elisha now gave a command, verse 10. And Elisha sent a servant to him saying, go to Jordan. After washing seven times in its waters, your flesh will be well again and you will be clean. That's the instruction. Verse 11. But Naaman was angry and went away and said, I had the idea that he would come out to see such an important person as I am. <laughs> and make prayer to the Lord his God and with a wave of his hand, oh my God, over the place, make the leper well. <laughs> now, Haman had a certain kind of expectation that at least I'm a respected man. Don't you think so? And so, if I have need that a prophet should come and pray for me, I expected that the prophet should come out and see me. And then, lift up his hands in the air. Wave and do some nyankuma dear. After doing some nyankuma dear. And do, hey, 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 hey. Hey, baba, hey, baba, hey, baba, hey, baba. Then some power will descend from the heavens. And come upon me. And then I shall be made whole. I, said, ah, I thought he was going to do that. Because all the other Yanum, they do it. <laughs> all the other Yanum do it. So Haman, Naaman, was expecting that Elisha would do the same. Now we notice that the guy was somewhat disrespectful before. Ah, me, a man of respect like this. And personally, I have had to meet certain highly respectful people who also behave the same way because they feel like, wow, we are in all. Those people who are sick, rather want you to beg them to heal them. They rather want you to travel and come and see them in their house somewhere. You travel like two hours before you can come and see them and pray for them. <laughs> I've had those kind of instances many times where some people who are sick want me to rather be the one to travel and come and pray for them. Oh, so for, you know, why don't you just come over and then eh, because of my, my issue, I can't travel that much. But this is not an issue that has taken off their leg. They can travel. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, that's, so, is that so? He said, yeah. I said, you know, um, yeah, man, man. you call me in the evening, okay? Now, this was the same issue with him, Neyman. Forgive me because usually most of the times my, my lips slips on Haman and Naaman. Haman is in the book of Esther and Naaman is this guy. But don't worry. At least there's a man there. Is there no man there? There's a man inside. So he was angry and he complained. Do you see that? Exactly. Then let's go to verse 12. I'm not there he's complaining. I'm not Abana and Fapa, the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel. May I not be washing them and become clean? So turning, he went away in wrath. He just left and insulted Elisha. I went home and I went and 
Well, I'm sure when you go to me, when they say, Sir Prophet, now I'm going to say, Well, Jimmy, blah, 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 blah. Me senior man said, Only myself got to me. I should go and dip myself in, in this river seven times. This guy is he a fool. Does he, think I, does he know who I am? <laughs> I laugh, laugh, laugh. Hey, somebody say, Ish. Hmm. So he went down seven times. Hey, have I jumped? Yeah, I've jumped. Verse 13. Then his servants came to him and said, If the prophet had given you orders to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Be washed and be clean? Now, I personally realized that there are a lot of people that, um, you're welcome. I personally realized that there are a lot of people that um, were sick and or they had a serious issue. And they were brought to me to pray for them. And I just touched their forehead like this. Bah, bah, bah. And I said, in the name of Jesus, it's done. They look at me and say, yeah, prophet, are you sure this whole thing is finished? <laughs> no, no other thing to be added to it. I said, no other thing to be added to it. Then when they leave, they tell whoever brought the Charlie, the prophet, he's not hot at all. He's not hot at all. In G, on your Juju, cast out. Come out. Hey, 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 come out. Come out. So, so, it's done. And you know that as pastors, the moment people see that Jamaican sisters, they be harder because of the boy, your mind, they are not. Amen. <laughs> Now the servant is telling him that, Master, think about it that I'm teaching on the laws of healing. The laws of healing. And I'm still just doing, we are still reading our scripture. I've not yet begun with the laws. I'll do it very fast, then we go. And uh, the servant is saying, look at this, Master. If the, if the guy had told you that, go and sell your 700 cattles, you would have run quick because that one is, is fire rice. Eh? Go and fast 72 days. Get some special anointing oil and get some other special cotton and get, go to a special, a special water somewhere. Wake up at 12 a.m. You, you would have done it, Master. Wouldn't you have done it? And say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have done that one. But this one, there, it is, it's too simple. It's too simple. <laughs> and the servant said, he just said, go and be washed and be clean. Just so give him a try. If you are not healed, then we know that Charlie, the guy was what? He was lying. And the Bible says that. Then he went down seven times into the waters of Jordan. And as the man of God has said, as his flesh became like the flesh of a little child again, and he was clean. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the first scripture. Let's look at the second scripture, which I'm going to use to teach now the laws of healing. The laws of healing. I told you that this year, I'm going to be teaching about a lot of things, how to prophesy, how to preach. And today I'm teaching you the laws of healing. Mark chapter 5. If you have been around me, you should know this scripture. Mark chapter 5. Verse 25. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now, this is the story of a woman who had an issue of blood. Let's go. Are you there? Yeah, they say I'm there. Yeah, they say wait, oh. And a woman 
who had a flow of blood for 12 years. Now, this woman had what? A flow of blood for how many years? Okay. So, sometimes you may meet people that have had certain, they'll tell you, no, my kneecap has been paining me for seven years. So, okay, that's fine. So, woman had 12 years. Are you with me? So, he's telling us so that when we meet people, tell, no, the issue has been 17 years. Somebody will say, since I was born, you'll be like, Kai. Then that day, your faith will go and leave. <laughs> but when you meet like the guy in John chapter, um, is it John chapter 5? John chapter 5. His was how many years? 38 years. <laughs> so, so, you see, so sometimes the Bible deliberately says those things so that it will let us know that, Charlie, if yours is 20 years still, now you can be healed. 38 years has been healed. All right. She had an issue of blood for 12 years. Verse 26, and I suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him. Now what it means is that there was a crowd pressing on Jesus and everyone was like, Jesus, senior man. Yes, don't you have some money? I need money. Jesus, pray for me. I need money miracle. Jesus, you know what? My job. I need a job seriously. And I said, God, I had <laughs> So everyone was pressing on Jesus somewhere, trying to remove his shoe and his trousers or something, his skirt. And Peter would be slapping some of them. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, we need reposting. <laughs> Serious reposting, if not, I tell you, this year it won't go well. <laughs> hey! And Peter will be slapping some people. Come on, get off there. Foolish guy. Slap somebody. Hey, move away. <laughs> so the Bible says that the crowd was what? Pressing on. The crowd was, so it was a crowd. They were pressing on. Everyone was touching. Everyone was disturbing. Now, I have not had those kind of experiences a lot of times in my ministry. If I, I remember, if my mind sets me right, it's just once or twice or three times that I've seen a crowd press on me. And I felt very embarrassed. <laughs> that you go to a place... And people suddenly see you and everyone is gathering, kneeling down. Prophet, if uh, I'll be expecting you now that you have come, if you don't lay hands and lay legs and lay stomach, I'm not letting you go. <laughs> hey. I have had just few instances of such. I remember one time, was it me and Edgar or something, we were just walking in town. In town, on the Brekum serious busy road, this lady met me and harassed me right there. She knelt down there. Oh, that day I just wanted to not be a man of God. I just wanted to be a normal human being. Hey! I said, she knelt and said, Prophet, you must pray for me here. And she knelt down on a busy Brekum road. The Brekum big ran about to the station. That's, she, hey! So I said, hey! <laughs> hey! That day, I, I wanted to, I wish I could disappear or something. Just one person, oh. Did you see that? One person almost made me wish that I could disappear from being a man of God because I felt in code somewhat 
embarrassed. I feel like, ah, just, 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 come, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I prayed for her, and I even went on to prophesy. And people were watching, and they're like, wow, one day shall never end. Yeah, when does never end? <laughs> now, just last week, I was in Brekum. Now, you know, a place in Brekum doesn't have an AC. It's rather fun, and me, I don't like fun. So, I decided that I'm coming out to come and sit by the roadside because our apartment in Brekum is just by the roadside. I walked out and I came and sat just by the roadside and I was wearing some normal um, um, trousers, these uh, joggers, uh-huh, the only call jogging, Evie. And slippers and some um, some top round neck, you know. I am always on round neck. I was just sitting there with my phone, no nonsense guy, like any other human being. At least, can't I also rest for one day? <laughs> huh? While I was sitting there, and then before I realized, when Motokin is passing, then there are people in there like, ah, oh, that may be him. Then I behave like it taught me. I wish that there was some orange seller. Then I'll buy orange and be pulling orange, even though I don't take orange, so that they will not know that it's me. <laughs> you see that? Then suddenly, you know what happened? There was a guy, he was coming with a motorbike. I saw him. Now, before I realized, he went. As soon as I saw him, I said, mm, this guy. He went, then stood there, turned, I said, hmm. Then he came back with his motorbike, came and parked in front of me. He said, Hey, prophet, ah, today, dear, if you don't bless me, I said, Ah, today, too, <laughs> can't I come and have fresh air? Ow! If I'm, uh, in fact, this one crowd was worse. I, in fact, I can tell, I, do you know, I even sent you a message on Facebook. I said, Mmm, mmm, me, I've not seen it. That I've seen him messaging me every on all my Facebook handles. The guy said me, hello, hi, hello, hi, hello, hi, everywhere. <laughs> Suddenly, immediately, he knelt down. Prophet, you must bless me. Then I think he brought out a seed or something. Yeah, a seed. Prophet, you must bless me today. And me, one person, you know, Charlie. But I was shy. I feel like, ah, this guy, this guy, this guy. Who brought me here today? <laughs> Amen. But the Bible says that Jesus was moving and the whole crowd was pressing on him. He said the crowd, crowd pressed on him. Hey. Are you here? came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now I said that the woman came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now today I'm about to show you, teach you the shortest five points you have ever heard in your lifetime. Wow. <laughs> you know that sometimes the points, even when they are too crowded, we can take one hour, but today they, the five points will go like lecturing. Point one, <laughs> point two, <laughs> point three. <laughs> Amen. Now, she pressed in the crowd and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Then verse 28 says something. We will look at them over again. For she said, if I may touch but his cloth, I shall be whole. That's King James, right? If 
I may touch but his clove, I shall be whole. Verse 29. And straightway. Another version says, and immediately. Is that in your Bible? And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Immediately, the blood dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched me? And his disciples said unto him, Now, the disciples are about to give him cheek. Somebody say cheek. Look at the cheek. Jesus, see, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, Who touched me? But this was not just an ordinary touch. This was a different kind of touch that Jesus felt power go out of him. And look at what Jesus said. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Amen. Amen. Now, point one. Somebody say point one. Are you here? The five laws of healing. Point one. The first law is the law of desire for healing. The law of desire for healing. So you can write the desire for healing. The desire for healing. Matthew, Mark 5.26. says, It says that and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had. And was nothing better but grew worse. Now, this woman is someone that had gone to all forms of physicians, gone to the specialty, all forms of specialists in town. She had gone to all the teachers in town. She had gone to address the teachers, all the healers in town. She had been to see every corner, corner prophet. Had paid all amount of money. Like she had done everything. Now, that is a proof that she had a desire for healing because she never got tired. He said, and all of it, it had bettered not. It never became better, but rather grew at worse. Are you with me? Now just lift your head. <clears throat> it grew at worse. People that need the healing power of God must have a desire. People that are sick must have a desire. Because there was some time we prayed for a lady and she was healed and she got angry with us that we prayed for her. To be healed. And you know what happened? The next week the disease came again. Because a lot of people do not have a desire to be healed. And this year as we are going to be praying for people to be healed. And it may be this place you are sick in any part of your body. And you want to be healed. You must have a desire for healing. You must not get tired of all options. 
Because more of the time, if you have been in church and you go for programs and you are sick, eh, you find out that every time we are calling for sick people, they have been praying for you and praying for you and praying for you. So you may come to a point in your life where you have given up and felt like, Charlie, let him cry, it won't work. No, but you must, you must still have a desire that you want to be healed. It's the first law. The first law. And if you walk up to anyone that you want to pray for, you must ask them, do you want to be healed? Because a lot of them, on one one who say, there are some people that are seated by the roadside, they are blind. They don't want to be healed because they have been lame and they have raised money to build a house. If you heal them to rise from their, their, their lameness, they are losing their business because there's no job in Ghana. There are people that say, oh, you know, there are people on the road. All you pastors who say that God has given you healing power. Whatever. Me, I didn't say God has given me healing power. Have I said God has given me? Go, old, go to the mad, mad men all over. They, you have to lay hands on them and let them heal. Some of them don't want to be healed though. There are many sick people that don't want to be healed. I know certain sick people that because of sickness, their families treat them well. If you go to universities and colleges, especially SHS, you find out that those that are sick have special treatments and they enjoy it. Because now that they say she's a secular or he's a secular, that means that the person will not have to wake up at dawn and do special things. Will have a spe- So the person is happy for being sick. So if you go to such a campus and you say, hey, if you are sick, come. Or you may even pick them by prophetic insight. Is hey, you, I see that you have stomach ulcer. Look, I said, me, I don't have stomach ulcer. No, the Lord spoke to me that you have stomach ulcer. Mm, me, I've never had stomach ulcer. <laughs> but they have it. Because they don't want to be healed. That's the first law. You must desire to be healed. You must desire to be healed. And I'm teaching these things because all of us, one way or the other, will have instance in life where we have some disease in our body, some sicknesses on us. Or we may meet certain people that are sick, your mother, your sister, your brother. If you meet a sick person, the, sex, the first thing you must ask is that, do you want to be healed? 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 And that's what the woman proved. She was constantly in for looking for wherever she could to be healed. She had a desire to be healed. There was a man, John chapter 5 or so, the man that, John chapter 5, the man was seated there and was telling a whole lot of stories, a whole lot of stories, you know, I'll be here, and whenever the angel comes, whatever. And Jesus said, Charlie, do you want to be healed? <laughs> and you see that over and over again in Jesus' words with people where he's asking them, Charlie, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? The reason is that not all want to be made whole. And the Bible says in the book of Matthew that Jesus went to a place and he could do, do there no mighty works because of their unbelief. He couldn't do mighty works because of their unbelief. They didn't want to be healed. They enjoyed being sick. Because at least some uncle will send them some money. Oh, take 200 CDs for your, your sickness. Oh, take 500 CDs so that I can buy drugs. Use 100 CDs for drugs. Then use... 200 cities for good food. So who doesn't want to just be around <laughs> and be sick and then you're three? Who doesn't want this? So you must find out. You walk to them. Maybe you are just there. And the person, oh, you know, I'm sick. I'll be sick. Ask them, do you want to be healed? Because I'm, I'm teaching you the laws of healing. And I think I've already taught you how to heal the sick. But I'll add this up as a top up. You see that? So but I'm teaching that the first thing you must find out from them or from yourself is, do you want to be healed? Do I have a desire? Do you have a desire to be healed? If the desire is there, then we go to the second law. What is the second law? The second law is that you must, the law of 
right source of healing or you must have a healer. There must be a healer or there must be a source of healing. Second law is a source of healing or there must be a healer. Now, in Mark, Mark chapter 5, verse 27, the next verse, he said, when she had heard of Jesus, do you see that? When she had heard of Jesus, in the same vein, in the case of Haman, Naaman, in the case of Naaman, Naaman was told that if only my master can go to the prophet in Samaria, I tell you, you behold, you made whole. It means that there was a healer. There was a source of healing. In the same vein, God said in the Bible, in the Old Testament, that is there not a bomb in Gilead? And why are my people battered and tattered and beaten? Why are my people sick? In other words, the reason they are sick is because there is no healer. And this one I'm teaching you that whether you are the one who is sick or it's your brother or your sister that is sick or it's somebody that is sick, the next thing they must understand is that they must have a right source of healing. Because this woman didn't have a right source of healing, so she never had her healing. The Bible says in verse 26 that she had tried all with all physicians, all doctors. She had been to all forms of specialists. So you must have a right source of healing. Are you with me? And the right source of healing is God. The right source of healing is God. God. And the Bible has given us how it does. It said in the name of Jesus. So we receive healing because the Bible says that by his stripes we were made whole. We were healed by his stripes. We were pierced by his. He was pierced so that we could be healed. So Christ is that healer. Christ is the healer that heals all forms of diseases. And if you want to get a good understanding of just read the whole book of Mark. And you will see every 10 verses you will see a healing story. 15 verses healing story. I, it seems like Mark wrote his book for, about healing and miracles. I would mean, besides, even before this Matthew chapter 25, Jesus was going to heal Jairus' daughter. He was going to a man's house to heal him, to heal his daughter. Do you see that? And on the road to the man's house to heal his daughter, another miracle happened. So you must have a right source of healing. And Jesus is that right source. And so you, the healer, now that you have become the healer, you must make them understand that. You know what? Now that they've said, I am tired. I want to be healed. I, 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 I want to be healed. Now, tell, now you have to tell them that. Tell them a story. You can use this same story. Tell them the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Are you with me? And make them understand that God has a, a package of healing. God has a desire that all of us be healed. God has a desire for you to be healed of your disease. Don't say that this one is for the will of God. It's not for the will of God. The will of God for you is that you should be healed. Are you here with me? So don't let them try to use Job as a, as a means. Are they Job? Are you Job? Oh, there's nothing like trying to make it look like. I'm the one who preached on Job just last, last month or so. So I'm not saying, but I'm saying that you, you are not God for you to know that this person, God is not going to heal the person. So why do you have to assume that as for this one, God will not heal the person? Are you with me? So you must make them understand that God wants to heal them. God desires to heal them. Out of God's act of mercy and God as a good father, he wants to heal them. And so if you are here, maybe you have some disease in your body, maybe blood issue for many years, you must understand that there is a source of healing. And that source of healing is Jesus Christ. And sometimes, you know what? Sometimes, you will find out that a lot of people 
do not understand the source of it. So they'll say, you know, it's God that heals. Even if I go to some juju somewhere and whatever, it's still God. It's not God. It's the devil. And I can tell you that if the devil heals you, in seven years' time, the disease will come back and it'll come back worse. Jesus said, when an evil spirit leaves a man, it goes. Then it goes and stays in the wilderness. Then it comes back. When it comes back, it's worse. Why? Because it comes with other seven. The devil, when he takes away headache, he's going to give you HIV. When the devil heals you of financial problem, he will steal away your joy in marriage. He has nothing good for you. And so, don't allow your family members and your brothers and your sisters to quiet, because sometimes we become so desperate that we are willing to go anywhere and enter anywhere and do whatever we need to do so that we can receive a miracle. But I can tell you that all other sources aside God is dangerous. And I can tell you that uh, it will lead you into, into, into a lot of problems and a lot of issues. And so you must understand that the right source of healing is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Point three. The law of positive response. The po third point is that you must have a positive response. Mark, Mark 5.27, he said, came in the press behind and touched his garment. A positive response. A positive response. You know, there are some people you may tell them or there are some people we can preach to them right now and tell them, you know that Jesus can heal you. God wants to heal you. God wants to set you free. It doesn't matter the number of years you have been sick. God wants to set you free. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hand, clap your hand. I want you to jump. Your disease is leaving you and they'll be like, mm. me, I'm even a soldier. I've been jumping every morning. What is the difference between the jumps that I do in the morning and this jump? It's no different because of a negative response. And it's the same thing him, Neiman did. You know what Neiman did? He went away insulting the prophet. This prophet is no serious at all. This guy, be ah, a respected man like me. I come to your place and, uh, and you are telling me to go and Deep my this guy is crazy. A negative response. And you know what happened? Upon all his noise making, he was not healed. Upon all his noise making, he was not what? He was not healed. Complainers, you, you will never come out of your problems with complaint. All these kinds of complaints, like the, the guy in John chapter 5. And you know, I've been seated there for over for 38 years now. And anytime the angel comes to dip himself in the water to stay it up, I have no man. Jesus, all that was Jesus said, Charlie, do you want to be healed? Look at the story he was giving Jesus. I am. Jesus said, Charlie, stop the noise. Stop complaining. Complaining doesn't solve your problem. It's a positive response. And more of the time, when I have people come to me with a lot of issues and they want me to help them, you see them complaining. And sometimes I have to cut them short and say, what do you want? Stop complaining. What do you want? Go straight. And start all this, all this you know, I've even been to this man of God. You know, I've even tried it. Do you know that I've even gotten a visa and, and they bounce me back again? I don't even know. All these things are, what do you want? A positive response. All these complaints will not do you anything. A positive response. Naaman didn't give a positive response, but the Bible says that the woman with the issue of blood gave a positive response. Now, a positive response is a proof of humility. Naaman was proud. The woman with the issue of blood was humble. That's why proud people will not be healed. Today, I was seated in a car. I was going to break home. I, went, I bought some, something. I was going to give it to my wife. Now, <clears throat> while, while I was in the car, I was seated with an old man was in front and another man 
who was seated by me. And all they were doing was they were just complaining, insulting pastors. Wow, you're welcome, sir. Insulting pastors, a whole lot of things. They would say a whole lot of things. Say a whole lot of things. You know what I did? I was just saying they were insulting pastors. When I looked at the man that was seated by, I looked at the old man, I knew that these are people who have not beaten life. When I say beat life, I'm on Bobra, I'm Bobra, I'm on Bobra. Because you won't meet anyone that is truly successful. That will just say and say, and you know what they will say? Eh, I said about quite a bit called one church that we go, eh, first offering, second offering, third offering, fourth offering, fifth offering, sixth offering, seventh. And I said, look, all these things, poverty that is talking. If you are truly rich, you will not be offended by these things. It's true. And I told him that, me now, in my church, we don't do all those things. We don't do first to seventh offering, but it's, it's poor people that complain about all these things. Are you with me? If you go to ch- you can go if you go to church and if you are you have decided this Sunday I'm coming to give <coughs> I'm coming to give fifty Ghana cities and you have given first offering all the other offerings won't you sit down and watch them won't you sit down and watch them is it your is it your problem all these things see people have a mental problem and all the people that <coughs> am I lying and they come and, 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 and you see all these pastors, they are all thieves. And I, I, I said, it's, it's, it's dependent on who. And when I look at the old man that was there and I look at this one, I knew that these were two people who have not done much with their lives. But I, I didn't also engage them in any. Me, I don't argue with people. If I meet you, if you say God doesn't exist, I don't have time for you. I don't have to argue on you on God doesn't exist. Oh, you know, pastors are thieves. Me, I've never stolen anyone one city. No one, I've, ever, I've never stolen anyone's one city since I started ministry. So, so I don't have to, <coughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's like, that's why, you know, a lot of Christians, just let me digress a little bit. You know, there are a lot of Christians that when somebody raises an issue that's not a man, maybe you are living in a home, they say, eh, upe ma, upe ma, upe mima, upe mima, but you know that the thing they are saying is not true. But you too, no one me, me bodria, all those things are useless. Because you know that the thing is not true. Don't worry about yourself. Just keep quiet and go your way. Don't allow people to give you accusations. You know that the thing they say is not true about you. But you want to, you are so serious. You want to be, ah, those things don't matter. I thought about the man who came to spray this place. You know, and while he was saying, I was just there. Like I wasn't offended in any way. The man looked at me and said, I wasn't offended in any way. <laughs> like I was just fine. <laughs> Amen. Because within my heart, I know that me, I've never bowed to anything. I've not gone to take any medicine. If there's any medicine, it's Max International Celebrity. It's my house. <laughs> or Citrosi. <laughs> Are you with me? Oh, paracetamol. No, 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 nothing. And so, a lot of people don't have any positive response. They are just angry at God and they are saying a whole lot of things and it's a proof of pride and proud people will not receive much from God. Because the Bible says that the Lord resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. And one of the graces that he gives, one of the graces that he gives is the grace of healing. The grace for healing. No matter the form of disease that you have, you can be healed. And I've met people that looked at me and said, Ah, I'm going to because I suffer from crying. So you may also meet people like that. Because I'm teaching out to you the sick. You may meet people that you want to lay hands on them, say, In the name of Jesus, I command your healing to be perfected. And they look at them. Now, also, I said, Sorry, that Ben. Oh, boy, say, Ben, 72. Now, who goes to school? You know, they, they met. 
That's pride speaking. It's not because I've told you that you are not the one doing this, the healing. It's God who is doing the healing through you. You are just a medium. So it, don't allow people intimidate you from praying for the sick. Are you here with me? All those things don't matter. Because only the humble receive healing. And in my little journey of doing the healing ministry, I've realized that the people that get healed are the ones that are humble. I've seen old people. I've seen old people. We pray for, like a joke. Just last week, when was it? On Tuesday, on Sunday, when I went to Kumasi, I prayed for a woman who had waist problem for a long time and spinal cord problem. Instantly, she was healed. A woman that was like my mom. And she was rich. I laid hands, I, I cast, I said, in the name of Jesus, you deaf and dumb spirit. I said, I command this power. Come on, lose your hold over here. I said, touch your waist. I said, come on. I shouted and cast out of them. Then I said, Ben, Ben. I said, do this. I gave her water to drink. I said, go and sit down. Check it. She said, when she said that, she felt something leave her. Then she said, I can't feel the pain again. She would have said, me, I'm in Kumasi. Do you know how many prophets are in Kumasi? You are coming from a village called Sunyane. How many prophets are in Sunyane? She could have said that. Are you with me? She could have said, but she, she, she was just humble enough to say, oh, whatever, just pray for me. I believe that I can be healed because, Charlie, they say, so you must have that kind of belief system if you want to be able to receive healing every time. It may be that one person has prayed for you, another person has prayed for you, but still, Charlie, just receive the third prayer. You don't know which of them is going to, because even in Haman's case, they said seven times, not six times. Are you with me? Seven times. So sometimes, say, when you pray, they say, mm, that's what I cry. Pray again. Mm. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. When they get to the tell, that's why you're not Pray again. Amen. Aye. Then one week later, Savo. She said, Mikoto Jenuko. Na machino, machino. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm teaching on what? The laws of healing. And I'm saying that the third point is you must have a positive response. Or whoever you're going to be praying for must have a positive response towards healing. If not, they can't receive it. You're telling them, arise. You're telling them, shake your leg. And they are, they are All those things. Peter said to John, Acts chapter 3. Peter said, look at us. He looked at them. He didn't say, I'm from me, look at us. He could have said, he could have said that. He said, look at us. He, he looked at them. Give me your hand. He gave them his hand. They held him. They pulled him out of his chair. This is that. I've tricked Edgar. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They, they did what? They pulled him out of his chair. And when they pulled him out of his chair, he could have, Basa, hey, let me stay in my chair. Let me stay in my chair. No, 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 no. Positive response. <laughs> Because he was making money. All these people that are by, they, are, they don't want to be healed though. A lot of them don't want to be healed because they are making loads of money. Share. You may think that you, when you meet them, you don't give it. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Eh? <clears throat> when you meet some of them, you may think, because you don't give them money, you think that people don't give them money. Eh? People give them, in a day, some of them get as high as 100 cities. How many jobs in Ghana do you get 100 cities a day? And you know what? They are there every day. So you, you think they want to be healed. They don't want to be healed, though. 
only a handful of them want to be healed. So there are a lot of people. <laughs> because by the end of the month, I know some, some, some that have built a house by begging. Yeah. They built a house by begging. I know some of them that have built a house. They've sent their schools, their children to universities. Just by you know how they usually recite something <laughs> and they are not going no they are still standing there <laughs> then you too <laughs> because you too you are stubborn you will be looking at them <laughs> you will be looking at them some way and you are praying that the drivers will hurry up and go. <laughs> Amen. But the guy wanted to be healed and, and he, go, he gave a positive response. Sometimes you may be told that I've had to pray for people and I told them that I prayed for you but I want you to keep taking your, your doctor's medicine. I want you to go and see the doctor and let them scan you again. Are you with me? Many times when you pray for them, don't tell them, stop it, taking your drugs. Don't do that. Don't tell them, stop taking your drugs because sometimes the means by which God heals people is through drugs. It's through medicine. So taking medicine is not a sign of lack of faith. It's, after, it's rather a sign of faith. Yeah. The one that doesn't have faith doesn't take medicine at all. Or when they even take their complaint, mm, mm, mm. we are in the machine. But faith, you notice that when people are taking drugs, they believe that this thing is about to set me free. Do you see that? So when you pray for them, don't say, hey, stop taking your drugs. No, don't do that. Let them keep, tell them that when you finally realize that now your faith has been made whole, now go and see your doctor and let them check your bloodstream and see if it is there. If it's not there, then you throw away the drugs. Are you with me? Are you here with me? Yeah. So a positive response, point four. Point four, eh? Yeah, point four. There must be a medium of transmission. Point four, a medium of transmission. Now, this is where I'm going to teach you how to heal the sick. There must be a medium of transmission. Now, she said unto herself, if only I could touch, but his what? His clothes. I shall be whole. That's the point four, a medium of transmission. Or, a medium of transaction. Do you see that? A medium of transaction. He's buying healing from, from, from Jesus. Or you are buying healing from God. So there must be a medium of transaction. And with this woman, her medium of transaction is, I just want to touch the hem of his garment. Now in the case of Naaman, the medium of transaction was, go and dip yourself seven times. I with me. In the case of one blind man, Jesus spat on the ground, mixed it with water, applied it to the eyes. Do you see that? And sometimes the, the medium of transit, I've taught you that if you meet somebody who is sick, oh, my knee, my waist, lay hands on that part of the body. But if they are opposite says, and, and you can't lay, most of the time if they are opposite says, we tell you, don't, don't go and touch some parts. If not, you may end up doing things and end up, hey, 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 hey. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes when you are praying for the sake, don't touch if they are opposite sex, unless hands, head, maybe neck, leg. Sometimes you can leg cry, don't touch. Let them touch or let an, another person touch. Or you can pray over a handkerchief. You can pray over water. In the name, just leave the water. Father, I thank you for 
your healing power. I give you praise that right now you're about to do a miracle in this place. Amen. Don't do long prayers. Then you are speaking all kinds of angelic thoughts. Then when you finish, yeah, now we are about to pray. All the witches in the house, all the devils, Abba. Just neck problem. You are minding all the devils in the place. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just, you can prove that. Just say, give me a handkerchief. Give me water. Okay? Maybe there's a drink. Okay, pick the drink for me. Just pray a short prayer. Father, I thank you. The prayer must have a thank, thanksgiving something, personally something that I do. And I thank you that you're about to do a miracle in this place that this whole house has never seen before. Or this particular person. Then when you finish, you can just say, because it's opposition, you can't touch that part of the body. You just tell them, if it's handkerchief, lay the handkerchief there. This is that. Then you can now declare. Or you can just ask them, rub it there, rub it there. Now check, check, check. You are done. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't do long things. Are you with me? The woman touched. Is that not what happened? She touched. She didn't. Jesus didn't say, Hey, Kobolo. Hey, Kaba. Hey, Kaba. Hey, Kaba. Hey, Kaba. Jesus didn't do Hey, Kaba. She touched. So you must have a medium of transmission. Sometimes to just be the worst of your mouth because sometimes your friend can send you a message and say, You know, I'm sick, seriously sick, and I'm in the hospital right now. Send them an SMS. I command you, you right now. Now, the SMS that she sees, oh, who SMS is nice healing? I've seen it many times. I remember two years ago, I think Edgar has done that a number of times. You go and practice it and see. Two years ago, somebody sent me a message and said the mother was, was a heart attack. Now I think the mom is now in a, abroad. Yeah, the mom is now abroad. This is, um, I said, I, in the name, I command her loose now. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like that. Oh, you're, oh she's free in Jesus' name. Before they got to the hospital, the heart attack had disappeared, the headache had disappeared, she, can, she could see. Before they got to the hospital. Yeah. Before they got to the hospital. So when they got to the hospital, they just checked, checked, and they had to return. Amen. So sometimes the medium can be an SMS. Sometimes the medium can be on the phone. Or sometimes yours is just lay hands on that part of the body and speak the name of Jesus. I command every knee problem. Come out. Lose your hold. You are free. The name of Jesus. They tell them, check your leg. Do it like this. Makabada kabaya. You are free. Hey. Check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. Then you be like, hey, I can't feel it all. He said, yeah. Why hit you? Why hit you? Why hit <laughs> Amen. So there must be a medium of transmission. There must be a medium of transmission. And the woman of the issue of blood knew that I can be healed by touching his garment. Oh, it's a good thing to clap. Can be healed by touching his garment. Sometimes when you are sick, you can believe that. <laughs> you can go and pick a cup of water. Eh? You can even put sugar inside. You can put salt inside, small salt. Or you can just take the cup of water and pray in the name of Jesus. Even if you have paracetamol, just take the paracetamol as well. The name of I'm taking this drug. That's my, this headache 
this stomach problem. Have you ever seen Pastor? I don't know if Pastor Mon solves his stomach problem. As I take it, my stomach problem lives today. It lives where? Today. And you take it, you drink it. Watch. Ah. I'm a pastor and I'm not one of those people who say, I can never be sick. All those things. I don't show these things because I'm also a human being. Eh? Don't I sleep? Don't I bath? I do everything any human being does. Don't I also walk in the sun? Don't mosquitoes also bite me. Anything can happen. So there are. <laughs> now, so there are times, I'm saying this because there are times I have also had to be sick. And I have also had to heal myself. You see that? So I go and take water. So the thing I'm telling you is not something that somebody told me. It's something I, am been, I have been doing and I tell it's working. <laughs> I take that water. I say in the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. If this water enters my body, I'm ah, Something with this, this disease. You, can, ah, you can't live in this body. Immediately. You know what happens? I take it. Then suddenly, it's gone. Suddenly it's gone. By December, eh? You too, you have a lot of no pain stories in your life. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. There must be a mode of transmission. You can pray for them. I'm teaching you this because I believe you can do what I do. I believe we can do what Jesus is doing. Because this year we are doing good. So, it's a, and you went about healing all. Healing how many of them? Oh. Oh. So, why is your uncle sick? Why is your sister sick? He said, oh. So me too, when I am sick, I am part of the all Jesus has to heal. So I can't say, you know what, it's an attack from the devil because I'm, a, I'm into ministry. How about the Muslim? Is the Muslim who is sick into ministry? All these things. <laughs> eh? How about the Muslim who is sick? <laughs> is it because the Muslim is into ministry? It's not because of that. And so I also have to, have to sometimes lay hands on my leg and say, hey, come on, come out. Lose your hold now. Come on. <laughs> if you live with me, you see it. One time I was there. I laid hands. I laid legs. And I was fine. When I finished, I ran like, higher, Charlie. I can't feel it again. Hey, I'm fat. I'm fat. Because I was having severe back pain. Serious one. I knelt before the bed. And I laid my hands and laid my legs at my back. <laughs> I laid my hands on my back. I said, Kai, you can't be in this body. Hey, that, in the name of Jesus, every pain, I command my backbone to realign. Any cartilage, tendons, spinal cord, whatever is wrong, I command it now. Before the bed, though, I said, where? Before the bed, as I was praying for myself, I'm not saying <laughs> the senior bishop himself. You see that? I said, now realign. I command my back pain. Hey, come on! The name of Jesus. And I finished. And I did like this. And I did like this. I said, hey, okay. I did a cool. Okay. And that was all. Oh, five minutes, ten minutes. That was it. That was just, just that. It was just gone like that. I could have been there and say, you know, it's attacks of the devil and then all those things. And I'll be like, challenge. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I also laid hands. So sometimes you would have to also lay hands. That's the medium. Lay hands. Lay what? 
Lay hands. If you can lay hands, lay legs. <laughs> lay what? So that's the medium. The medium is how are you going to pray for them? How are they going to be healed? Or how are you going to be healed? Are you with me? And the final one is the law of faith. The law of faith. Verse 34 says that. Jesus said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole. When we are praying for the sake of we ourselves, we must have faith. The woman's faith was what even made her to decide that I want to touch. I believe that all I want is a touch. So sometimes we must be able to develop our faith to a certain level that we believe that if God wants to bless me, aside healing, not just healing alone, God can take any medium to change my life. Are you here with me? And so, the people that want to be healed must believe that they can be healed. They should imagine themselves healed. I usually tell people that. Imagine yourself walking. When I'm praying for people who have I say, imagine yourself walking. I say, imagine yourself seeing. And, and by doing that, imagine yourself that you don't feel the pain again. That's faith. That's faith. Because so then they are feeling like, mm, let's see if it will work. Let's see if it will work. All those, that's not faith. Let's see if it will work. No, just imagine yourself that. You see, there's pain in your leg. There's pain in your waist. Imagine yourself without pain. And let yourself be prayed for. That's faith. See yourself walking. See yourself healed. See yourself whole. And the woman said, if I could touch, she imagined in the head. Mm, that's fine. If I can touch his garment, I see myself whole. I see myself whole after touching his garment. I see myself healed after touching his garment. And what happened? When she touched, what happened? She was healed. She was healed. I have seen many people. I've seen people that had hernia. I've seen hepatitis. I've seen HIV. I've seen blind eyes. I've seen the deaf. I've seen all forms of ulcers. There's somebody that had a sore on the body. Eh? By the prayer of faith, now I didn't die. I'm not one of those lying men of God. So immediately, the sword died. The sword didn't die immediately. It took about a month or two. It died. Something that had been there for about, about I don't know, when, 10 years. Five. You know how these, they are diabetes people. When the sword comes, can be there in like 15 years. That's the kind of sword that was on the person. About one or two months, the, the, the sword died and that was it. By the prayer of faith. It's either you, the one praying for them, must have faith, or the ones you are, being, you are praying for must have faith. Now, it's advice, advisable you let them also have faith. The reason is, you see, like, you can give them the issue of the woman, the woman with the issue of blood, like this, to just develop their faith. Or you can even tell them stories of people that were healed. Are you with me? You can tell them stories of people that were healed. I think I was praying for someone who had an accident recently and had bone problems. Bone marrow. I'm yet to receive his testimony. So I had to tell him people that have prayed for with those kind of instances. Immediately, I want to be healed. I believe I can be healed. And this is somebody who is also a man of God. But when I told him one or two stories, immediately his faith just jumped up. I said, yeah, you are ready to be healed. And I prayed for him. And then he, he said, the, the pain is down. He said, the pain is down. I'm now waiting for him to come with his final doctor's report to tell me that he has gone and everything is fine. So, the prayer of what? The prayer of what? 
Let me show you a scripture in the book of James. Is it James chapter 5, verse 13? James chapter 5. I want to show you something, then we go. James chapter 5. James is after Hebrews chapter 5. <clears throat> Verse 14. He says, Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Now, why should he call for the elders of the church? Because the elders of the church know the things that I'm teaching right now. They know that if we lay hands on the sick, they shall be healed. Do you see that? And look at what he said the elders will do. And let them pray over him. That means let them lay hands on him. Do you see that? Anointing him with oil. Now the oil simply means the medium. This is how we are, we are healing. We are laying hands and we are also anointing him with oil. Do you see that? But it's not every time you have to anoint people with oil. But he's saying that if they lay hands, they should anoint him with oil. Then he says, in the name of the Lord. You see that I told you the source. Do you see that? So I've told you the source in the name of what? The Lord. Then he says, verse 15, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The prayer of faith is the prayer where we come to you and say, Charlie, you are sick. Okay, do you believe that we can pray with you and then you'll be healed? And they say, yes. They say, all right, let's pray with you. I want to pray with you. Then you lay hands in the name of Jesus. Father, we are praying for your servant right now. Whatever is wrong with the blood, the doctor said it's hepatitis B. In the name of we command hepatitis B. Lose hold right now. In the name of Jesus, we command your bloodstream to be clear. Right now, from this day, you are free from hepatitis B. Amen. That's it. I said that's it. Then you ask them, go to the doctor and do a test. They may go and come back and say, oh, it's still now, so for still now. I say, mm-mm, go back again. Look at, so for still now. Say, go back again. On the one, well, on the third time, on the fourth time, by their persistence, you will come back and tell you that, pastor, I can't believe it. It is negative. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So these are the five laws of healing that I want to share with you tonight. And I know that they should be a blessing to your life and to your ministry and to your going out and coming in. Amen.